Check. Check. <laughs> I was gonna get that uh, that man with the iron fists on that. Da- yeah. On download, but uh, it wasn't fists. for download. I'd have to buy the whole thing if I wanted to watch it. I didn't uh, want to buy the whole thing. I just wanted to rent it. So, ergo, I did not get Man with the Iron Fists, but it should be out next week. Yeah, and then we'll watch the tits off of that. I'm going to watch the tits of the iceberg, episode 171. Oh, right into it. Why not? I think you're a little quiet. We no, didn't, I just got well, to I don't know. The, we didn't even check that. Fuck it. Fuck okay. it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. We've, we've done enough sound checks. Yeah. We've done 170 sound checks. That's a lot of many things. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, too old for these. I'm too, getting too old for these sound checks. Motherfucker. That's uh, Danny Glover, everybody. Danny Glover, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, community's back next week, eh? Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. You got the loop. Yeah. Loop the I didn't whoop. even know that was coming back. Uh, you were Excuse not here last podcast. Like you were going to be, but you had some stuff come up, so you missed yeah. out on uh, me talking to Trevin about the Victoria's Secret Challenge. You been to the new store yet? No, I haven't. It's, uh, if, I don't know, man. I don't know. If, uh, they, they've never built a bigger monument to, like, tits and vagina coverings. It's pretty sweet. It's something else. It's pretty nice. Yeah, a bunch of big screen TVs, chicks writhing around. A lot of hype, man. A lot, a lot of hype. There's a, a lineup for, like, a month. That's what, that's this town, though. Like, we got that yeah. Forever 21. It was like, that place was packed for three days. Little bitties buying their little scarves li- and skirts. Little bitty outfits. <laughs> little bitty outfits. Their itty bitty outfits. Itty bitty bitty outfits. <laughs> itty bitty bitty outfits. Um, but no, uh, your post this week, myself, Lee. Arlie is here. Yes. And we have a we have a, a microphone for our fallen comrade. Uh, Trevin has Ridiculous Thursday, so he's not here. But you will hear Trevin on this podcast at the end. Yeah. So fucking wrap your mind around that. Deal with How it. How is that possible? Well, we're going to record a little bit tomorrow with, uh, with Trev, so... Uh, we'll talk about some video games. Yeah, so Seeker's blown. Yep. I didn't have to say anything. You know how this shit works. Yeah, I, was, I could go like bippy boppity boo and turn Arlie into Trevin, but we, we won't, you know, yeah, we won't reveal our secret quite yet. Um, saying real time this week. <laughs> that's right. But it's real time <laughs> but this it's week. Real time. You know it's more saying? real than ever before. Uh, we got our maple whiskeys, which you are about to finish. We have our beer of the week, Arlie, which you'd like to introduce. Uh, yeah, do we have to come back to it and talk about it once we actually open them? I think so. In okay. fact, let's just totally ignore that I said that. Just whenever right. we open them, we will, in the middle yeah. of the podcast, talk about them. Yeah, we'll leave you hanging on there. Yeah, you won't even know what they Makes are. Sense. Yeah, you got to keep listening. In case you were one of the guys who only listened to the first minute, find, find out what the beer of the week is and just take off. Oh, yeah. fuck. Fuck these guys. I just yeah. wanted to know what beer it was this week. Um, uh, shit out of luck. Watched the fucking stupidest movie yesterday. It's a movie called Premium Rush. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. The Bike Courier movie. Yeah. <laughs> you familiar with the shit? All right. It's pretty dumb. Even uh, even Joseph couldn't save that That one? movie's fucking retarded, dude. The plot... Okay, so you have a plot that jumps around in time constantly. It's showing you like a time pops up on screen. It's like... It's supposed to be super fast-paced, but I've seen other movies that do that a billion times better than this movie. So this movie seems slow by comparison, because the dude's on bikes. What's your top speed on a bike? 50k? Kilometers? If you're downhill. Yeah, if you're downhill. Maybe. Peddling. <laughs> um, so, just Gordon Levitt's some like ultimate bike champion, and uh, he's Action Man. Remember Action Man from the early two thousands? The guy who could like he could precognitively see how things were going to play out, and that's how he decided his his course of action. Okay, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, yeah. he's no. got, he, course of action, man. Uh, he's coming to like a busy intersection. There's all these cars. He like slows down time, and he can see like it doesn't. This isn't like 
a mutant ability that he brags about having. This is just how he sees the world, I guess. He's like, if I go this way, I'm going to get fucking killed. If I go that way, I'm going to kill that baby. And if I go this way, I'm cool. Smooth sailing. So he goes down that way, and he's cool. Uh, and that's the movie. And that's the movie. So, uh, no, I, no, I, I, I wish. that's what it was. I wish that was the movie. Because I'm like, this movie... Uh, I hope there's no plot past this, where it's just a guy delivering packages. And, I mean, really, that's all it comes down to. But uh, Paperboy the movie. They have every ethnicity is represented uh, in this bike career company, which are just a bunch of ragtag, you know, the guys, their their managers, like, drinking a beer. It's cool, man. New York bike careers, that's the scene you want to be a part of. Those are the coolest motherfuckers. You know who parties, who do you think parties hard, Arlie? New York no, Bike Career. Yeah, okay, no, no, right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you're right. Actually, yeah, you're right. I got it. I thought you were going to say something else that no. wasn't Bike Couriers, but you'd be wrong. So you have Good all the, the lesbians with, like, fucking back tattoos and, Fuck like, yeah. all the dudes with the weird, like, shaved, weird stuff shaved into their heads. Hell and, like, yeah. Motherfucking, so like, cool. all, like, jacked up motherfucking black dudes. Just oh, like, whoa, you suck, it. man. You're too slow, man. you sucking my ass, man. I'm so fast on my bike. I'm Korean so fast and jacked up. Uh, so you have you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, then you have the black character, then you have the Hispanic character, and then you have the Indian character. Anyway, then you have the Chinese character, and she is laundering money through this like like the dryad or something. To I get... bet she's pretty sexy too, right? No, she's. I mean, she's, no? she's got that no? that Asian sexiness to her, where she's like, nice. if she was any other ethnicity, she's a five, but she's got the Chinese thing, so she's a six point five because she's 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 different. Yeah, you know? she's got that little little flair, like Egyptians. Have you ever met an Egyptian that's less than a six? Or a Persian? Um, no, they don't exist. I haven't met that many, but... Uh, well, let me tell you. They're, they're pretty hot, though. <laughs> they're they're good-looking people. They are. From what movies have told me. Yeah. The Jews yeah, are well, a dirty, large, <laughs> nasal slave race <laughs> covered in dirt and robes. Uh, so... He uh, he's gonna he, he he goes to pick up this this package which is an envelope with a ticket in it. And the ticket the ticket represents fifty thousand dollars or something. And he's got to get this ticket over to these other people. Uh, this this woman who's like she brings in people from like immigrants. So she, she this girl is trying to pay to get her mom and her kid brought over. Sees to basically it's just like illegally bringing people. Like these are the heroes of the story though. Like we got to bring these people to America. Uh, so there's this cop who's like a complete. An asshole he like he's like in a chinese gambling house and he owes them money he accidentally kills one of their like bouncers and they're like you got to get you got to get the money to pay us back or we're fucking just gonna kill you at this point and he's just like i, don't, I can't get that fucking money uh but they're like hey you know what we know about this ticket that's worth fifty thousand dollars if you get us that that's as good as cash so this cops after joe scored levitt and he keeps jumping around and showing you backstory and how these characters come it comes down to the fact that this dirty cop is trying to chase down this motherfucker on a bike the entire movie uh, and it ends with this motherfucker getting a bullet in his head. Like, it's one of these movies where you're just like, you know, you know of movies that didn't go for an R, but they, they had an R, so they had to like, they had to, they shave back, shave back. This is yeah. a movie that was like a, a, a NC-17 or something, because there's like pretty heavy violence and like lots of swearing in it. Clearly not a PG-13, just based on that. Um, like Die Hard 4. Die Hard 4 was a movie where you're just like, they're not going for an R, but that's... It's a super violent, dude's gotta say fuck all the time movie. It's really? Just, yeah. going, and this movie's just like, fuck it, no one's coming anyways. Let them swear all they want. Who cares? <laughs> shit, no one's watching this garbage. Just that movie it up. was so bad. Like, it tried to be so stylistic and, like, portray these bike couriers as these, like, fucking... Well, like, I, I think conceptually it's just not a not a very good idea. Like, who gives a shit? Who like, a dudes shit, really? on bikes. They're talking about, like, he has no gear. He took the gears out of his bikes. He has no brakes. He never stops pedaling. Oh, he's he never intense. stops, man. He never, never stops. stops. Never stops nobody. 
<laughs> I'm assuming this movie was made far enough ago that it's before Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like the biggest shit and he he was just taking roles. Now that guy can pick and choose, man. Yeah, it came out at a weird time because it was right after like Inception, wasn't it, that it came out? Well, it was kind of around there and then him being in Batman, right? Like it was like you were in Inception, which was a huge hit. You were popular in it. It was like Inception. And it's not, that, and it's not like that dude was never popular. Batman. That guy's always been a popular actor, like in the in the, the kitty shit he did before and whatnot. So, uh, even stuff like The Lookout and stuff. That guy's always been on the radar. It's just like go some Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh yeah, Looper too. Yeah, I mean Looper. Guys had a busy fucking year, man. Like that's the thing. You're like Batman. He just got off Inception. Batman, Looper. And you're like, what the fuck does his bike movie fit in here? What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, it's terrible. Step backwards. Yeah, that's that guy's Jumanji. That's what that is. <laughs> um, so, Premium Rush, don't watch it. What you should watch, though, is uh, Dark Knight Returns Part 2. Animated. Badass. There's another movie that's just like, this is what happened in the book, so this is what's happening in the movie. Joker's shooting people left and right. You're going to fucking see it. Uh, Joker Batman cracking backs and shit? Uh, oh, yeah. No, the, the fighting is super bad. Like, you feel the impacts. When Batman's fighting Superman, you've read the book, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they captured it. Pretty pretty damn damn well. There's there's parts of the book where you're just like you. There isn't a narration in the movie, which is something people were like really weird about. It's like that entire book is like a novel of narration. Like you just constantly hear Batman talking to himself. Yeah, that's that's the majority um, of the text is. They take that out, but they fill they fill where the narration. The only way I can describe it is they fill the narration with silence. So if you've read the book, you hear the narration in your head, like you know what's being said. And then when he gives the one line he says aloud, you know what was in around there. But the rest of it's played very solemnly, like very dark and kind of... Yeah, like I'm sure you yeah, know moody. when yeah. it's silent is him brooding. Like yeah. Thinking about being old. Just thinking and... about shit. Like uh, when, when after Joker... I mean, spoilers. If you haven't read Dark Knight. When he, well, when Joker, uh, let me say if you haven't, then... Then fuck, fuck you him. anyway. Yeah, uh, fuck you anyway. When, when Joker dies and he, he looks at him and Joker's sitting there on fire, like... He's thinking, and he's trying. He gets that gun. He's trying to shoot the C four on the wall, and he keeps missing. And he looks over at Joker, who's just like a skeleton at this point, with like a huge grin on his face. He's like, "Stop laughing at me, or stop smiling at me, or whatever." And it's Peter Weller doing Bruce Wayne. Peter Weller is RoboCop. Nice. So just super deep, like just like stop laughing at me, like just whoa. Uh, lots of good good voice work and stuff, and that very well done. Uh, check it out. Uh, instead of doing David Letterman as they did in, uh, in if you remember Dark Knight Returns, they did the Letterman thing. Joker goes on there and he murders the whole room. That's when he kind of breaks out, goes on a killing spree. Uh, they switched it with Conan O'Brien now. Like the guy looks like Conan, it's voiced by Conan. Yeah. So do with that what you will. Yeah, uh, sure. It's but everything else, whatever. the newscasts, <laughs> the style, what the mutants look like, they all look like straight from the book. So they look ridiculous, uh, which is super awesome. Yeah, the art style and the the Frank Miller Batman's. Yeah. And they, and they go over, like, Reagan's in it, Reagan, rather, is in it, uh, the whole Cold War thing where, like, they Russia and the United States basically go to war in Dark Knight Returns, uh, and then su- the side story is Superman's, like, he's the basically Dr. Manhattan for the United States, he's going over there, he's sinking battleships, he's he throws the nuke into space and shit, uh, and this is a total side story to the fact that eventually he's going to show down with Batman, you both see them kind of weakening until uh, they, they come to a head there, and, you know. It's Superman's portrayed really. It's super awesome. Watch it. Both parts are awesome. Uh, I can't. Yeah, that's the the good Batman movie of this year or of last year. <laughs> it's, <laughs> don't go watch Dark Knight Rises. Watch Dark Knight Returns. This is the different DKR. Fuck yeah, man! Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna check that out. It's good shit. It's long too. Like you're like, oh, the animated feature, an hour, hour and a half. No, no, no. the second one's like hour forty five minutes. First one's like an hour and a half. Put them together, you got yourself a big Damn. block of Batman, but big block of Frank Miller Batman. 
Batman. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Um, that, that voice reminded me. Uh, Harlan Williams. You know Harlan Williams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you see that motherfucker's new comedy special? No, I didn't it's, realize uh, it was still getting work. Harlan Williams. Oh, fuck. Nature something. Nature calls. No, fuck. That's, that's Ace Ventura. Anyway, his new special, Call of Nature, Nature, whatever it is, he's in the middle of the Mojave Desert on the top of a mountain doing his stand-up special for an hour and a half. What? No audience. <laughs> it's him on top of a mountain with, like, super expensive cameras and stuff, like a helicopter, like, for, for the big thing. And it's just him and a microphone stand, and he's just telling jokes to the desert. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah, it's awesome. I see just clips of it. It's just him. He's doing this. He's do, just doing stand-up. He's not making reference to the fact that he's in the desert. He's yeah. Just, it's his jokes, but he's just standing on top of a hill telling him into a microphone, looking Fuck. out across the desert. That's awesome. Super funny. It's, I always yeah. seem awkward not having the, the like ambient laughter in a comedy special. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, I it's notice. replaced with the fact that this, there's like wind. And like, the guy's in the middle of, on top of a hill in the desert. <laughs> doing like stupid voices and shit to the desert. It's awesome. Apparently he was just like, man, every, you know what? They've never taken the comedy special out of the like theater. Everybody's always standing on stage. you got an audience. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. It's like Back to Nature. I think this was Hollywood Williams' Back to Nature. Whatever it is, uh, you can check it out on YouTube. And just see how fucking funny it is. Like, just how weird it is that he's doing his bit in the middle of the desert. That thing's... You gotta, you gotta give it... You can't fuck okay. around with that you, thing. You I'm it? not trying to fuck around with this thing, man. I'm trying to open this beer. Let me show you this. Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, That's what's up. I'm glad for you. Can you open mine, too? Or you, is yeah. That, is that a tall order? No, no. I'll get this, man. Hey, man. I'm warmed up now. You, uh... As we all know, Coca-Cola at one time contained... Cocaine. Uh, cocaine. That's why it's called it's Coke. A hell of a drug. Uh, so I got the origin stories of cocaine and Coke, uh, which I thought was actually very interesting. So I'm going to hit you with it right here. Let's dispel any rumors and hearsay about Coke. Uh, right. When cocaine and alcohol meet inside a person, and they often do, they often do, uh, they create a third unique drug called uh, cocaethylene. Cocaethylene works like cocaine, but with more euphoria. They, they cranks it up. Ooh. Absolutely for you. So in 1863, when Parisian chemist uh, Angelo Mar- Mariani yeah, combined coca and wine and started selling it, a butterfly did flap its wings. Uh, his Vin Moria- uh, Mariana became extremely popular. Jules Verne, Alexander Dumas, and uh, Arth- Arthur Conan Doyle rather were among literary figures said to have used it. Uh, and the chief rabbi of France said, praise be to Mariana's wine. Pope Leo Thirteenth reportedly carried a flask of it regularly and gave uh, Mariana a medal. He's just like, you made, this you've done is, it. This is toe up. I've never been closer to God than when I'm drinking your shit. Uh, seeing this commercial su- success, uh, Dr. John Stiff Pemberton in Atlanta, Georgia, the country of Georgia at that point, I guess. Yeah, maybe. That, that sure works. How long ago was that? 1860? Uh, no, it'd be, I don't what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Himself a morphine addict following an injury injury in the Civil War, set out to make his own version. He called it Pemberton's French... No, I got my time fucked up. Uh, yeah. Called it Pemberton's French wine coca and marketed it as a panacea. Panacea? Panacea. I'm not a doctor. It's panacea, right? I'm not sure, man. Come I don't on, know. man. <laughs> Among many fantastic claims, he claims it is a most wonderful invigorator uh, of the sexual organs. So, fill yourself with coke and, and, and booze. And, and, go your to town. Dick, and your dick is hard. Can be crushing in no time. <laughs> um, 
But as Farrington's business started to take off, a prohibition was passed in his uh, his county in Georgia, Ooh. a local one that uh, predated the 18th Amendment by 34 years. So they were ahead of the time in Georgia. Soon, They're French wine coca behind the times. French wine coca was illegal, but not because of the cocaine, because of the alcohol. The cocaine was cool, man. That shit. That shit's fun. Damn. Uh, Pemberton remain, uh, remained a step ahead, though. He replaced the wine in the formula with uh, healthier co- uh, sugar syrup. His new product debuted in uh, debuted in uh, 1886. Coca-Cola, the temperance drink. Yeah, there you go. So sugar and coke used eh? to be even more fun. Yeah, uh, Pemberton. Uh, what, after that, as uh, Grace Elizabeth Hale recounted recently in the New York Times, Coca-Cola quickly caught on as an intellectual beverage among uh, well-off whites. <laughs> well, I suppose and, at that time. And yeah. prepare yourself. Because the word Negro is used a lot in the next paragraph. <laughs> Just be ready. When one company started selling it in bottles in 1899, minorities who uh, couldn't get into the segregated soda fountains suddenly had access to it. So they were they were feeding this, this Coca-Cola to the Negroes. <laughs> Hale explained... Uh, anyone with a nickel, black or white, could not now drink the cocaine-infused beverage. Middle-class whites worried that soft drinks were contributing to what they saw as exploding cocaine use among African Americans. Southern newspapers reported that Negro cocaine fiends, uh, great movie, uh, were raping white women. Uh, the police powerless to stop them, <laughs> beating them with sticks. He just can't. He can't he's not <laughs> raping the fuck. He's on coke. <laughs> he's on the cocaine. Uh, by 1903, then manager of Coca-Cola, as a Griggs. Uh, Chandler had uh, bowed to white fears <laughs> and a wave of anti-narcotic legislation removing the cocaine and uh, adding more sugar and caffeine. So they just took this drink that was apparently at one time just the shit and just kept just kept bringing it back, bringing it back. Yeah, just toning it Until down. So you had to, again... No more booze, no and then, more yeah, coke. 70 no years more. later, people would have to pour booze into it to even make it drinkable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that's how I have to do it. I... I know cocaine is is it's a fairly, hell of a drug. Fa- yeah, it's a hell of a drug. It's fairly illegal. But fairly. If someone if someone yeah. offered you a wine, carbonated wine beverage with cocaine in it, I can't. I can't say. I'd say you would, no. You'd be all over that. Yeah. That's a, see the thing about cocaine <laughs> is it's the delivery method. You don't necessarily want to be sniffing something into your nasal passage. No, put it just, your, your gums. It seems like the next level. Like yeah, you, that's you've graduated like, from because because there's like there's there's <laughs> drugs you can smoke, but there's two different spectrums of that. You have your marijuana on one end, then you have crack on the other end. Yeah, which is like if you're doing crack, you fucked up. If you're doing yeah. marijuana, you know you're, you're all right. You're still you yeah, know yeah. you can hold a job down. And yeah, yeah, if you're have friends, uh, if you're uh, if you're you know dropping acid, you take an E. That's that's still on the right side of things. It's just a pill. You're not putting yourself out there. You know, yeah. to, to do it. Cocaine, though, well, I'll say it's the opposite of that. It's, it has the same, maybe, not, not hallucinogenic effects, but I'm sure, no, yeah, on your you energy know. and whatnot. That's on the other side, though, because now, how do, you, how do you get the cocaine into your into your system? Like, it has to... I don't know. He snort it, or you put it. it in your gums, or... I, yeah, I don't... I guess most people snort it. That's what you do, I guess. Well, it's... Because, yeah, your, mu- your mucous membrane in your nose uh, sucks it into your bloodstream. But you could also, by that effect, take a finger full of cocaine and just put it in your ass. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure people do that. Yeah. Apparently Stevie Nicks started doing that when Stevie she Nicks. had a deviated septum. Someone told me that. She had a deviated septum, but she still wanted to do the cocaine. That started, might be a rumor. Started boofing it. <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want to... <laughs> yeah, that's... She's a nice lady, man. She's a nice lady. 
I heard Stevie Nicks. <laughs> you would not believe the things that I heard about that lady. I heard uh, some rumors. Uh, Hale's account of the role in racism and social injustice in Coca-Cola's removal of Coca is uh, uh, <laughs> corroborated, but so it's the damn blacks' fault. Uh, the attitudes of that they just couldn't. Ra- they had to. They had to rape. They couldn't. They couldn't not rape. You know, not on the coke they can. We fucking get a good thing in this country, and then the coloreds have to go and start and start taking it and raping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was all right. Then I, I wonder. Kick back on a Friday night with a nice Coca Cola. Then motherfucking Dale <laughs> kicks open my door. I don't even think that's his real name. I think he's half or something. <laughs> he he kicks down my door and he starts raping. Raping everything. Everything. I said, Dale. <laughs> Quit your raping. Stop raping. Cocaine was not illegal until 1914. Yeah, I wonder... Uh, cocaine was completely cool. Why suddenly in 19... 19- like, this is really neat. Because you never consider... Like, the, the whole reefer madness thing. I understand, like, like how marijuana... And like the also the the whole uh, conspiracy with it, where it was like the hemp thing, and the you know didn't really stem from the the, the drug at all. It just stemmed from just supply, like just the, the product or whatever it was uh, back in the day. Where it's just like we don't want you guys making this, so you can't make that either, and that's illegal. And then this is what it does to you. So don't. Um, but cocaine. I mean, for all those years, people were like all throughout the nineteenth century. Motherfuckers doing cocaine, having good times, you know, writing novels and, and whatnot. Yeah, well, and, in so- even before that, in South America, is a popular... Uh, it's like, still. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Uh, no, but traditionally, they cul- uh, cultivate coca, and they chew it, because there's not a lot of food around. People need energy. They're working in the fields. They uh, chew coca leaves to like keep their energy up, kind of the way we drink coffee. They chew coca leaves. Do we know... If there's any really lasting negative effects of cocaine use? Um, other than dependence on it? I'm not too sure. But is that is it an addictive drug? Yeah, yeah. Because what it does, it it, um, it blocks the dopamine pump in your brain. So you're so, sad unless you're on cocaine? Yeah, so what ends up happening is... <laughs> yeah, like usually usually dopamine cycles through your brain and yeah. keeps like regular levels. What it does, it, it, it kind of blocks the... Yeah. Thing that cycles dopamine. Like you can't your fuck unless you're on cocaine. You're so like, what's it, the point? Yeah, so what a dopamine builds up and your brain's used to having that much dopamine just there all the time. Yeah. So when it's not there all the time, like you're you're at a regular level but you feel like you're sad because Okay. It's like, well, I was that happy before. <laughs> Why can't I be that happy again? Yeah, so so there's a physical dependence to it. Uh, rec- recreational use increased uh, fivefold in a period less than two decades during the time. Uh, racially oriented arguments about rape and other violence and social effects, more so than physical health concerns, came to the shape of discussion. Uh, the same hypersexuality that was touted as a selling point during the short-lived glory days of uh, the, the Coca-Cola drink uh, was now a crux of cocaine's bigoted indictment. Ah, uh, the glory days of coke. <laughs> the go- glory days of cocaine. U.S. State Department official Dr. Hamilton Wright said in 1910, the use of cocaine by the Negroes of the South... So- Sorry, hold on, throw the accent on. The use of cocaine by the Negroes of the South is one of the most elusive and troublesome questions that can, uh, which confront and uh, the law enforcement. Uh, often the direct incentive uh, to the crime of rape by the Negro... <laughs> wow, okay, so he's he's... He's generalizing, but he's just like, most rape by Negroes is because of cocaine use. 
by Negroes. <laughs> There's yeah. a direct. I made a bar graph. Let me let me show you. <laughs> Here's a Negro not on cocaine, and this is how much he rapes. Still a bit, <laughs> but not nearly as much as the Negro on the cocaine. Look at this bar. Look at that bar. Oh, that's as big as a Negro's dick. <laughs> that's and that's no good. I wonder if uh, I wonder if America wasn't so racist if cocaine would still be. Uh... So be cool. I wonder how long that that coke train. Was. I don't know, man. Like we don't live in a like. There's rape now, <laughs> but then they were just like, like that was happening all the fucking time. Like if you didn't get raped, you were in the minority. <laughs> like apparently. Well, I guess you know society was still burgeoning. <laughs> there was not as <laughs> not as, anymore. There's nothing virgin about that that time. <laughs> Getting raped by Negroes. Um, <laughs> the, the Negro who ha- Negro <laughs> the Negro who has become a cocaine doper is a constant menace to his community. His whole nature has changed for the worse. Timid Negroes develop a degree of Dutch courage, which is sometimes almost incredible. I don't know what the fuck this guy's. This is some next level racism. I don't even Dutch Kurt. What the fuck is this guy talking <laughs> about? Uh, yes, even the Dutch were not spared from the racism. So D- Dutch Negroes, they're all in the same. They're all in the same bus, and they're yeah. sitting at the back. <laughs> The Coca-Cola we know today still contains coca, uh, but the Ekgongaline alkaloid is removed from it. So the fun part of coca. So it's just there for no reason. Yeah. Make you fat, I guess. Uh, Perfecting that extraction took until 1929. So before that, there were still trace amounts of coca's uh, psychoactive elements in Coca-Cola. So if you go get a Coke, if you go eBay a Coke from 1928... You know, before the Second World War, which you can't do. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those aren't, aren't around. They're in the Smithsonian somewhere. That You're shit. You're not finding it. Uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold up. Uh, as Dominic uh, Streetfield describes in Cocaine, an unauthorized biography, uh, he didn't get Cocaine's permission. Cocaine <laughs> did not. Cocaine can I have permission, and then Cocaine tried to rape him. No, no. In fact, <laughs> look what time it is. <laughs> The extraction is now done at a New Jersey chemical processing facility by a company called Stepan. Stepan! In 2003, Stepan imported 175,000 kilograms of coca for Coca-Cola. That's enough to make more than 200 million worth of cocaine. Uh, they off- So they're just taking the cocaine out of the Coke. And you wonder why that shit cost you two bucks. What? Uh, they offer. Uh, they refer to the coca leaf extract simply as merchandise number five. That's creepy. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> so they so, so they're like legally importing like tons and tons yeah. of coke. We're we're missing that part where they they brought in 175,000 kilograms of cocaine essentially and and took the the fun out of it. But at some point they, they took the shenanigans was, out. They took the shenanigans out. At and some they, point there was 175,000 kilograms of cocaine on the factory floor. Damn. What happens if you ripped you the bag by accident? A couple employees, like... Kicked just, up a dust storm you know, a bit. Put a bit of yeah, that yeah. in your pocket. Bring, like, whatever. a fucking Kodak film canister with you and just... Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is well, going to not know leaves. that's gone? Like, it's coca plants, probably. Okay, like, so you fucking crush them up put them in there. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, so here's a Coca-Cola ad. Syrup and extract for soda, water, and other carbonated beverages. The intellectual beverage, the intemperance drink, contains the valuable tonic and nerve stimulant properties of coca plant and cola, or cola with a K, okay. Nuts. <laughs> and makes not only a delicious, exhilarating, refreshing, and invigorating beverage dispensed from the soda water fountain or in any carbonated beverage, 
Soda water fountain, I guess, would be the, the just their fountain drink. The fountain drink, I guess. I'm, I'm thinking of like a water fountain on the wall. With soda, I'm like, like, that's badass. We don't even have that now. <laughs> yeah, we fucked up somewhere along the way. Uh, but a valuable brain tonic and a cure for all nervous affections. Sick, headache, uh, neurological hysteria, melancholy. Uh, the peculiar fate... Uh, the- Peculiar flavor of Coca-Cola delights every palate. <laughs> okay, uh, it is dispensed from the soda fountain in the same manner of any fruit syrups. Man, olden times were fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Can I get a ham sandwich? Yeah, it'll be five cents. Hey, can I can I grab a glass of soda? Yeah, it's on the house. Oh fuck! Now I'm high as shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I want to go party. <laughs> I can't go back to work. I want to party. Uh, one more story this week. I think you'd like this. Dog sentenced to death because he is gay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, is saved at the last minute by animal lover. Uh, say she's going to call him Elton. I don't... Everybody in this story is just... Okay, it's a, it's a pit bull. A gay pit bull. <laughs> a gay pit bull. Apparently. The, uh, the dog dumped at the Tennessee animal shelter to be destroyed because his owner thought it was gay. Has been saved at the last minute by kind-hearted animal ever. Uh, after the plight of the American Bulldog mix was seen by millions online, Stefan Fries, a uh, veterinary technician from Jackson, stepped up this afternoon and adopted him from Jackson. Apparently this dog was mounting another male dog. Male dogs don't mount anything, though. But male dogs also do that as dominance. It's not like, I'm going to fuck you. It's just like, hey, I'm on top of you, you suck. Yeah. That's like a thing dogs do. So the owner thought his dog was gay... So he immediately packed the dog up in the car, dropped him at the vet, and was like, destroy this, this, destroy this homosexual. <laughs> Listen, apparently I can't kill human homosexuals. Just ragging on the South, this podcast. Yeah, well, apparently, if anyone needs to be ragged on. <laughs> there's some kind of law which disallows me to drop off human heterosexuals. He- homo- Hold on, I'm drunk. <laughs> a little too much. 1928 Coca-Cola. Uh, a little too much moonshine. I can't kill human homosexuals. But there ain't no law against killing animal homosexuals. We'll start small. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> uh, that 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 guy should have been thrown in the fire for... Why, why wouldn't he... Be, the best part is he wasn't turned away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll take your gay dog. Oh, yeah, we'll... absolutely. Absolutely. Does anybody want this gay dog or it's... It, we're incinerating the fuck out of this. It's gonna, The gay's gonna rub off on the other dogs. We don't want that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous, man. That is fucking ridiculous. Poor dog. On on the flip side of everything. Yeah. All he wanted was... Dog, don't be a fag around me. That's all I ask. <laughs> uh, this might be last week's chart. 18th to the 24th? What was last weekend? No, this was last weekend. Okay. Yeah. Mama opens up at number one. That's... Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Mama is... Oh, uh, wait, pause. Del Toro. Well, Be- what's up? Before we do... No, not pause the cast. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Before we, we switch segments, we now have our uh, Beers of the Week open. We can let everybody know. I'm trying to down my whiskey. Keep going. Okay. Vamp, vamp man. Should, should I start talking about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do yeah, you yeah. want to well, talk no, no. Okay, Let's okay. just leave 30 seconds of silence. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just, just stare idly into these microphones. What do we have here? Okay, we have O'Hara's Irish Red, brewed in Ireland. I could go for an Irish Red. <laughs> <laughs> Does the carpet match drape? I and, hope uh, they do. It's a pretty big bottle, 4.3% yeah. alcohol. Down the hatch. And I must say, Ireland, running the game on the beer. 
Us, like I and take, this. And take this, this, in, this in, in what in how it's intended. A strong beer for an Irish beer. Mm, like flavor wise, <laughs> yeah, but pushing four point four. Well, I don't know, man. Because... <laughs> it's weird that for for a nation that loves their whiskey so much, it's uh, their beers are usually on the lighter side. No, it's because they drink they drink whiskey. Yeah, beers beers <laughs> just uh, just to get that's the just, stress the stomach that's, out, that's make you, room you for whiskey. Pour something on your cereal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way I see it. No, no, this is really good, though. I like it. Um, yeah, lots of flavor. Yeah, it definitely has that uh, that malty mm. red ale taste to it. Mm. But it's smooth, too. It's, it's got like a nice Those frothiness. Are, that would go good with a ham sandwich. Yes. Yeah, it would. It's got that, that kind of like bread. That kind of like, I, hey, you put something with mustard on it in your mouth. A cock? I don't care. Just <laughs> put it in there. <laughs> I do like it, yep. though. That's a good one. Yep, that's a keeper. <laughs> it might say. not be around much longer, man. It was, uh, is that? It was on clearance. Oh. At the booth. I feel store. like I've seen this beer before, though. Yeah, well, or maybe an- no Another one... Irish beer called O'Hara. <laughs> maybe no one's buying it, man. Because a lot of the time, sometimes oh. things are just on sale. Yep. But sometimes they got the axe and they're not going to be around anymore. So That's too bad. It's an okay beer. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. I like it. But mm. uh, it's better to have... Loved and lost, right? It's better to have tasted and lost than to have a gay dog. That's what I always say. Yeah. Yep. That's as the saying goes. Uh, Mama opens up at number one this week. That's uh, Guillermo del Toro's new movie, I yeah, believe. Yeah, a horror movie. Uh, Zero Doc 30 drops to number two. Silver Linings Playbook at number three. Still running it. <laughs> uh, Gangster Squad at number four. Broken City at number five. Uh, Django Unchained at number six. Les Mis at seven. Haunted House at eight. Hobbit at nine. And Last Stand had a pretty horrible opening. Uh... I, I keep feeling this is the wrong week because last, I swear to God, I talked to Trevin last week and that's when Last Stand opened. Because, no, this isn't this week's at all because uh, New Statham movie opened. Hold on, we got fucked with. Hold up, everybody. Oh, we've been had. Wait, 24th was... That was the week. That was during the week last week. What the? Here we go. Okay. All right, ignore that. Yeah, maybe this beer is stronger than we thought it was. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Open up. First. No, no, no. The, the date... Yeah, I, I, I did it for the... Thir- that was Wednesday and Thursday of last week we just talked about. Oh, okay. Why? Well, that's Wednesday and Thursday last week. Well, fuck, yeah, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Uh, and now... Uh, now and now on to this office. week. We can, of course, edit this out to make us not seem like idiots, but we're not really idiots. Yeah. We just, you know, we got a little buzz. We fucked up. Yeah. Handsome Gretel Witch Hunters opens up at $19.6 million. And, you know, people assume that movie would do well. Jeremy Renner couldn't be bothered to grow his hair for that movie. He's just... That's his hair. That's his hair. Yeah. No matter uh, what. Mama drops to number two. Mama. <laughs> uh, Zero Dark 30 drops to number three. Silver Linings Playbook drops to number four. Parker, which is Statham's new movie. I haven't even seen the trailer, I don't think. Uh, well, that opened. So it's at number five with uh, $7 million. Django Unchained stays at number six. Movie 43 opened up, which is that like parody of every movie ever. Looks like garbage with everybody in it. Yeah, it's probably garbage. Gangster Squad at number eight, Les Mis at number nine, and Broken City at number ten. Uh, poor Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Last Stand opened at at number nine. Opened at nine, so it was beaten by a Haunted House, the fucking Wayne Brothers comedy. Oh god! It was beaten by that movie in that movie second week. More people went to see that movie after hearing it was a pile of crap than went to see Arnold Schwarzenegger's Return to Action movies. That makes me sad a little bit. That does make me sad a little bit. Uh, but no, that, that movie fell all the way... Last Stand's at number 16. So it opened at 9, fell to 16 in week 2. 
That's not good. $2.1 million for that movie. Uh, so, I mean, that movie will have a big DVD release in the States anyways, because in Canada we we don't have DVDs anymore here. Uh, no, it, if you're listening not. in the United States, you know we don't do DVDs in Canada anymore? We don't rent them. Uh, if you buy them, you're fucked. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stream that shit. What's wrong with you? Um, and that's about it. So there's there's your movies. Uh, did you see the new Iron Man 3 poster? No. You're about to. Yeah, fucking throw it up. There's going to be a teaser during the Super Bowl, and this is the new the new poster we got. Oh, nice. Kind of eye-catching. We got Robert Downey Jr. upside down with a mad face on. Uh, his shit's all falling apart, and he's falling. He's plummeting to earth. I don't know if uh, Hulk's going to save him this time. Um, yeah, this looks like a very melancholy Iron Man movie. Well, Shane Black is on the directing writing, isn't he? So, that guy's... He's more... Isn't Shane Black like Black Hawk Down and shit? Isn't that that guy? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Warcraft movie, which the World of Warcraft movies is always... Hey, is that is that still happening? Yes, it has a director. And that director is... Duncan Jones. <laughs> really? Yeah. Shut up. So, motherfucking Duncan Moon is going to be making... Yeah. Uh, is going to be making the Warcraft movie, so... David Bowie's scene. Okay. Like... Sure. No, he's a good director, though. He's a really good director. That seems, yeah, but it seems like it's like, hey, they're making, uh, they're rebooting Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, who's directing? Wes Anderson. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. It'll probably be good. I'll watch it. I don't know what they shot Applejack. <laughs> I don't know what what to think about that. Uh, this well, I thought was cool. This is another movie poster. Of course, on a audio podcast, uh, it's best to have as many visual things as possible. Yeah, let's just look at posters uh, the whole time. You watched Skyfall, you enjoyed it? I loved it. Skyfall yeah. had three character posters. There's one of Bond, there's one of the Bond girl there, and there's one of Javier Bardem. I think maybe Judy Dench had one as well. Uh, but there was another one that was not used, and the reason for that was they thought it might be a little spoilery. Um, and, and, yeah. So, uh, what, what's his name? Um, Finney, Albert Finney's, Finney, Finney, Finney. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of his name, Finney. Uh... But he uh, he was in you know he's in the the trailer he was in the credits and stuff like that and people assumed he was in the movie but by the time he shows up in the movie the movie's over like you feel like you're like oh man that was a great Bond movie oh wait there's another act uh, and he <laughs> shows up so everybody else had their sleek you know they're toting guns and they're looking all you know Bond was like laying on the ground he had the the gun and stuff like that and you're like oh shit here's his poster. Uh, which, don't get me wrong, is super badass. Yeah, it's pretty but awesome. If you saw that poster, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely, definitely would be a bit of a spoiler, I it's, think. Uh, it's got the 007 poster. in the background, it's got Skyfall 007 in the back, it's stark white background, and you have fucking Albert Finney with his, like, dirty beard. He's all covered in dirt <laughs> with his His gloves. Yeah, uh, just looking like a, a goddamn <laughs> vagrant. Uh, so that's... That's pretty great, though, man. I'd like to have that poster. <laughs> that specific character, yeah, that that dude just toting his rifle. That poster. That uh, so I, I promised earlier when we before the podcast we have Paul Giamatti news. Apparently, oh, Paul yeah. Giamatti's in talks to perhaps play the Rhino in Amazing Spider-Man Two. What? Now the Rhino is a Russian mafioso type, which again I, w- I won't say anything until we see what they bring to the table. And they don't have to make it a Russian mafioso. No, they don't. They can make it Paul they, Giamatti. They can... <laughs> I'm down, man. Uh, I like Giamatti. But they've already done Rhino in the video game, and I know that that sounds stupid, but the video game was supposed to be canonical with the movie. It takes place afterwards, and they kind of showed Rhino's origins, so that kind of, yeah, whatever. Not yeah, that, you not that I really care about that, but... Yeah, but, but you just, in, as someone who played the video game, Initially, you Paul Giamatti do. is bad casting for that character. He's supposed to be the big, bald, mafioso type. Yeah, but I mean, we've we've had this before where 
the casting initially sounds like a bad choice, but they this is like Topher Grace Venom, though. I mean, Paul Giamatti obviously should not be compared to that particular gentleman in any way. Uh, he's a great actor, and I'm I'm sure if he was tasked with, hey, put on a little muscle and do a Russian accent, the guy would nail it. But I mean, there's other there's other guys out there. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, fucking yeah. Hank from Breaking Bad is more rhino esque than. Yeah, you don't even yeah. need makeup, really. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's good. He's good. <laughs> or the motherfucker from the Shield that played Thing. That guy, like the pointed nose. No, I mean, bald but. Guy. Yeah, he they, they just need to not cast any of those people in movies. I guess Captain America was. Keep in mind, we have Johnny Jamie Foxx's Electro in that same movie, so it's going to be like a carnival house of guys doing. Guy, whatever. We'll see. Like Risa Fons as Lizard even would be like that's weird, but I mean that's kind of a generic. He doesn't really. It's it's a professor who has no arm and he be, he turns into a lizard. Isn't the same as. He's a rhino. He's a man fused with all this crazy shit that makes him super big and strong, like a rhino. Yeah. This is really retarded, actually. The more I think about it, he he's not. He doesn't. You know what? That's supposed to be a Russian mafioso guy who gets fused with all that other shit and becomes like a rhino dude. Or in some continuities, he's actually like a human rhino that trans. That's that's not good casting, man. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to be able to pull that off, man. It's a movie where. A, Motherfucker, Where a man's a rhino. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... You're kind of sweating little things there. Uh, sticking with the Marvel news, uh, even though it's not from Marvel Studios, neither of them are actually, but uh, Brian Singer tweeted this week, or last week, I guess at this point, January 26th. Uh, very excited to welcome Anna Paquin, who is the only person to play a live-action rogue, but I can tell you right now, will be the worst person ever to play a live-action rogue. Man, just not having the cast news this week, are you? <laughs> uh, no, come on. She was always bad, though. It was okay in the first movie where it was like, she's just like a, you know, Anna a Paquin's girl. the one who played Rogue, Rogue. before? Okay. Yeah. Fly Away Home, I, Anna Paquin. I know. I, I always I always forget what Anna Paquin looks like. She's got the little gap in her teeth. And she's, yeah. No, I, I think I got is it she, Isn't she Vampire Diaries? Isn't she Sookie or whatever? I don't watch Sookie, that. Sookie, Sookie, $5? <laughs> sure, though. I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of speed fucking in that, that show. Speed fucking? Yeah, like vampires like fuck really fast. Oh, they just yeah, fuck really like fast. Carlton on that one episode. Sweet. Yeah, just letting you know. Uh, like fast also, as in like doesn't take them very long or just like very Fast like, as in just, they're just like giving her. Like, just like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, a, okay. like a round of applause. Uh, Ellen Page and Sean Ashmore also uh, also returning. Uh, so they, they respectively were Rogue, Kitty Pride, and Iceman, so... They'll be returning to the next X-Men, so Days of Future Past looks to be the movie that brings all the X-Men movies. It's got uh, Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart are also in it, Hugh Jackman's in it, uh, rumored Halle Berry and uh, what's not who played Cyclops uh, would be in it too. So. so, yeah, so this one's going back to... Um... It's Days of Future Past, so it's it's a time travel-based plot. Like So Cyclops gonna... is dead, yes, but we could go to a time when he, he wasn't. No, I'm saying, are we going to see Fassbender or... Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah? As far as and, I know. They're yeah. they're still very much in the movie. Because it's still... It's the sequel to First Class. Right. So they're going to be involved, okay. whether or not they're the, 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 the catalyst or what goes on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because First Class, I, I, I enjoyed. I Apparently, really the, the plot centers around Kitty Pride fucking something up. So Ellen Page is kind of important to that particular plot. Oh. Yeah. That... We'll Whatever. Goes. Yeah. That's a movie that's just kind of like when it comes out, we'll watch it. It's probably going to be great, but like in the meantime, it's just like man, you just keep hearing shit about that movie, and like when's it? When's it happening? It's a big X Men movie, and then the the Wolverines coming out as well too. 
Uh, did you check out Paper Man at all? Paper in front Man? of Wreck-It Ralph? It was a little Disney short. Or No, no, I didn't see that. It is now viewable online on the YouTubes. Apparently people kept posting it and it kept getting like taken down and whatnot. People just wanted to watch it. Disney, uh, they, they're just like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with us? And they posted it on YouTube for everybody to watch. I don't understand what they're... they're... You can, no, you can't post it, but we're not going to post it. Well, people want to fucking see your thing that was nominated for an Academy Award. Otherwise, you know, who gives a shit? This is the first time Disney's actually done something cool in that regard. <laughs> like, usually, been, no, it's going in the vault. No, but this is like a five. This you, is can't, like, you can't see it. <laughs> the, this thing in its entirety is like six minutes and 37 seconds. No, I know, but yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it, anyhow. Fuck it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's our segment, Arlie. We're done. We're done. It's a half a podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. Sad times. Yep. Strange times. Well, it was good while it lasted, Lee. Well, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you. Yeah. I'm going to turn you into Trevin. So here we go. <laughs> Poof. I have turned Poof. Arlie into Trevin. Sup? Squeeze balls. <laughs> well, wait. I didn't entirely do it. I'm only an amateur after all. Magician. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it, we've just, I also made it tomorrow. So it's, yeah. uh, it's Friday now. So you're a chrono mage as well. We're going to do a really, really quick, uh, video game news so here. So quick. We're already done. Wait, good night. Yep. <laughs> good night, everybody. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. we're for 15 seconds. Uh, we're just watching, uh, Stephen Hawking and Jim Carrey. Yeah. And Conan. Best of friends. Uh, best of your best of friends have so odd much couple. fun Who thought? together. Well, odd couple. I mean, Jim Carrey seems like he's comedian and, you know, fucking just, he, he's universal he's, he's genius. Real quick, like he's got a he's got he's a, rape, a rapist wit. Yep. So like Stephen Hawking was was telling him shit. Yeah. He seems like he would sponge it up and, and be. Yeah, he seems like a pretty sharp dude. Also, like uh, as far as mobility, like or just uh, you're like they, they like make up for each other's. Uh, yeah. Right. Stephen Hawking can't move from a chair. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey can't stop moving can't for more than five moving. minutes. Yeah, exactly. He's always jittering and, yeah. and laughing and <laughs> spazzing out, kicking my ass. <laughs> um, yeah. Here we are. Yeah, you have like right. a fuzzy in your hair. It's just kind of in your temple. It's on the other side. Oh, oh, you, oh, a little higher, a little higher. You almost had it. Yes, you got it. Oh, that fuzzy. Yeah, it goes right in your beard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, game releases this week uh, include the HD collection for Hitman, which would be uh, HD trilogy. Sorry, so does that include Blood Money? Yes, Contracts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent Assassin, and Blood Money, which is Hitman. Well, trilogy. I guess that's the trilogy for PS2 then. Yeah, it's the same one okay, as yeah. PS2s, except now in HD on the PS3 yeah. and 360. So it doesn't have any of like the PlayStation 1? Uh, well, there only is one before that. Yeah, Hitman. Yeah, which was remade as Contracts. Oh, I yeah, see, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it was remade as Contracts, uh, so there really only is... If you were to number them, it's it's 1, 2, and... That's why it's Contracts, yeah. Silent Assassin, Hitman 2. Okay, one, makes one. sense. Uh, also, Heavy Fire Shattered Spear. <laughs> Four random words. Well, generic, like, action <laughs> game. Uh, Vice City, PS2 Classic, yeah. 10 bucks. PS3, if you don't already have that, well, everybody has that game, but... Oh, yeah. If you don't want to get up and actually go put it in your machine... It's interesting how there's different versions of the PlayStation 2 Vice City, like, uh... Go on. The only way I can actually <laughs> tell the difference is... I know that me and Fernando have two different versions, and the only way I can tell is that in mine, the, uh... What is it? What is it? There's this one rifle called the the Ruger SKS, and it's, and it's an SKS, it has a wood body and everything. Yep. But in Fernando's, it's called the Luger SKS and has a gray body. 
And there's an actual visible difference between the versions. And I think that's the only thing I can see in but the difference. But a Luger is a completely different gun. It's a different gun, but, like, based on, I guess, like, uh, you know, copywriting or whatever the fuck. How they give the guns in the cars all different but oh, similar okay. names. okay. So you had, like, an earlier one that Yeah. Had, yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I just thought that would be a case of the, the music, too, which is why I took it. They actually released three San Andreas and then this. Yeah. It's just the, the, the soundtrack oh, yeah. is so fucking... Amazing. <laughs> uh, like, in your goddamn, like, every yeah. radio channel in that thing is like, just banging, It's man. gold. It's I'll all... cry when I'm done killing. <laughs> uh, holy shit, I'm excited to play that game. Yeah. That game's awesome. Man, I'm also getting excited for fucking GTA Five. I've been looking for love. Uh, also, Fire Emblem decided to break its release date. Everybody started selling it. Actually, it had a Monday <laughs> release date, so it's their own fault. Oh, yeah. But it's uh, it's out most places. You can buy it most anywhere. Uh, so check that out. Fire Emblem 3DS is fucking Fire Emblem's a great series. Yeah, it's fucking excellent. I haven't even for played beginners it, but and from what I've seen, I've seen quite people. a bit of it. It's you should buy a 3DS for yourself. Uh, I can't think of all the library. The thing is, I can't justify buying like a portable console. Such a pricey one especially for like just a handful of games that i'd want to play uh, if anything yes games too well yeah but if anything so i'd like castlevanias uh, right there pokemon yeah. you can get into does do the advanced games too no you okay. can download some advanced games but for the most part no because I'm, I'm almost more willing to actually pick up a game boy advance you got mega man you got network. you got your battle network games which are uh, they're not good mega man games but they're good games yeah and they stand up in their own right just uh, like my penis yes uh, there's the, uh, what is it? There's the Mega Man Zero games, which are really fucking good yeah, yeah. Mega Man games. You get the Mega Man Zero collection on the DS, though, which is all four of them. Oh, well, fuck. Just, yeah, just so, there, like, doesn't it? Adjusted by your own Picard. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you, as you were just saying, Grand Theft Auto V did get its official release date, September 17th. Yeah. Uh, and people were fucking losing their shit over this, even though they never gave it a release date to begin with. Yeah. Saying spring, usually, and when it is like winter already and they haven't put a date down people are like oh March no it's not yeah, like, game's well, not done you really think they're you gonna... see that trailer do you think they they were just <laughs> yeah. ready to go uh, no it's gonna be September so I'm still know. disappointed that it's, uh, I won't be able to play it over the summer but you know yeah but I mean you know you have other stuff to play <laughs> yeah oh yeah there's and no shortage the game's gonna be out and you'll have you fucking give it as, as with everyone else who plays video games on this earth I have a backlog stretching into infinity yes <laughs> uh, backlog um also, I mean, like GameStop's. Uh, uh, what, what am I? What's, what is word? Their stock plummeted. Mm. Rockstar's uh, Take Two stock plummeted just because people were buying up stock. Because when Grand Theft Auto Five hits, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And now they yeah. have to wait a few months, so they're just like offload it. Uh, so it hurts. The, the economy is a mm. weird, a weird bitch. It hurts to <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, um, Adam Levine. No, it's no, not Adam, no Levine. Adam Levine. Is that Maroon Five? It hurts to love you. That was Maroon Five. Isn't that like fucking what's his name? Like fucking the gambler? Kenny Rock. No, not fucking. Isn't it like one of those guys? Isn't it like super like? That was a newer song. I don't think so. I'm about to look that up. Maybe we're thinking a different song. <laughs> uh, Madden is no longer going to be named by the year. The next Madden, of course, it went Madden Nine, Madden Ten, Madden okay. Eleven, Twelve, yeah. Thirteen, and now Twenty Five. <laughs> 25 years of Madden, so they decided to name it uh, Madden 25. That's not going to be confusing at all. Well, I mean, it's it should I ho- it hopefully shouldn't be. Well, it won't be, but you know, come 2025, and they have to release another Madden because they well, people, as they won't stop releasing them. Looking for like uh, your Madden 13 is just the new Madden is what they're looking for. Basically, right? I, I always thought the number on the end wasn't the thing to drop. It was the Madden thing. John yeah. Madden has nothing to do with these yeah. games. 
And why is it, like, you can just call it NFL 13. Yep. That's fine. Why Madden? It would be much more appropriate. Why Madden? Like, why? Like, they can't stop. <laughs> you just can't stop? It'd be like calling Call of Duty something else all of a sudden. Yeah, like a really well-known soldier. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't name one. No. No. I'm, I'm sorry, military. Donathan <laughs> Bailey of duty. <laughs> Donathan Bailey. <laughs> he ran really fast for Canada. Yep. Uh, Skyrim through PS3 DLC is dated for North America. Oh, uh, finally. Oh, uh, Dragonborn is going to come out. Dragonborn, which is the the most recent, is coming out first on February twelfth, and then Hearthfire is a week after on the nineteenth, and Dawn Guard is going to be on the twenty sixth. They're releasing them backwards. Okay. Uh, uh, I really uh, recommend you get Hearthfire if you're going to play Skyrim. Yeah, I heard that was like the most content of uh, yeah. all. Well, of... Hearthfire just expands the main main game in world. Yeah, you get all your uh, items. You get Dragonborn's all your, uh, the most like it gives you a whole story you wise. Morrowind, you get to explore yeah, the whole, map, whole planet. So. Uh, the planet, planet, of the, planet the fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. map. That's what I mean. Uh, and of course, finally this week uh, again, I said it was. I said it was quick, and I wasn't lying. Yeah. So fuck, fuck all y'all. It's sabotage. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation thir- twenty thirteen event set for February twentieth. Generic event. Uh, and when they uh, is it, yeah, is it a PlayStation watch, if you watch the event? trailer, it's a very generic trailer. Uh. Uh, but as they put it, inv- they're inviting you to see the future and be, uh, above and beyond. Uh, on February. Oh 20th. well, they're probably announcing it's a new console. PS4, yeah. yeah, that's what most people think, and that's what it's most likely going to be. So here it is. Ah, uh, damn! I was really hoping the generation we have would be the last generation of home consoles before yeah, they just start. That, that's how that works. <laughs> they just go digital after that. Well, no, because uh, people are all going. Uh, yeah, they're all going digital. Like Steam's releasing the little Steam box or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, and uh, you know, Apple's getting in on the game, and everyone else is just. That's... Just not how console gaming works. People though. are putting all their focus on portables now. PC keeps moving forward, and the consoles have to catch up to PC now. That's always how how it'll be. I guess. But Until the thing consoles is, become like you buy a PC is all there is. Well, yeah, there comes a point yeah. when they just start producing games for PC. But the, as we know, because of piracy, that will never happen. <laughs> uh, PC yeah, games make yeah. not even it's not even a blip compared to what PS3 and 360 game popular games make just because of that. And Pretty the fact much. that that's the popular where everybody goes. So, uh, it, it's been one of the longest console generations. I mean, we've it's because it's been which the, I'm glad for. I like the last the main part of our life. And I understand that. What more can you do? Like the PS3 and the 360. Well, yeah, because that's the other issue. Is like, uh, what can you do? Are you really going to improve graphics anymore? Like, we're getting to a number of polygons here that it's like beyond the realm of reasonable expectations of humans to produce. Well, because now there's a big indie movement, and there's it's games don't have to look... Exactly, that anyone too. Anyone still cries graphics... People are finally getting over the graphics the thing, up. yeah. Like, it, oh, we, we've reached graphics. The, you really need better graphics than what we have? Like, I know people were saying that back in the N64 era, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, now it's like, really, there's games that are almost indistinguishable from reality. Like, are we over it as a culture? We're just like, we've seen really good what, what yeah. CGI can do. It's at the point where it's like, are you really going to be... The only way you could really get close to reality is if you're mapping every single molecule in a digital fucking universe. We can only move laterally now. We can only... Exactly. ...change the gaming experience. We can't... And I've been waiting for this a long time, when people finally get over, look at my graphics, and they're finally like, hey, look at my amazing gameplay, gameplay innovations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there are, like, Suda51, for example. Killer is Dead's coming out in the summer. And yeah. you look at it, and it's got a cel-shaded, kind of weird aesthetic like like Killer7 did. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit, I like that style. And it's like, okay, we've gotten yeah. to a point with graphics where anything is possible. Yeah. And like I always say, when it comes to like the mainstream or the, yeah. the more popular And games, now that we have the substance, we can focus on the style. Yeah, because the whole thing was before, uh, you give someone limited resources, 
And they're gonna push it. Oh to, yeah, they're gonna push it as far as they can. The play, uh, the ending era, of the PlayStation yep. Two, fucking showed that more if than you anything. Give someone any any like if you're like you can do anything. You're gonna have the few that use are minimalists. They're gonna be mm-hmm. like, I can do anything, so I'm gonna make it really stylistic and I'm gonna make it a minimalist game. Look at something like Limbo. Look at yeah. most DLC games. Uh, look at Minecraft, even as an oh, example. Yeah. Like minimalist graphics, minimalist. Uh, just like a very standard gameplay idea, but so deep because you have the space. Oh yeah, you have like you have the, the technology it's, it's, to make a game huge. It's more of a sandbox game than any other sandbox game before it. <laughs> What's that? More of a sandbox game than any other sandbox game before it, really. Yeah, like basically, it's just lit- well, literally, literally sandbox. <laughs> yeah, you're making sandbox shit. Um, no, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty neat. So. Mm. Uh, was gonna say yeah but like when we have like the mainstream game and stuff like that it's gonna be okay well this is this is the bar for yeah. what passes as a triple a game it has to look at least this good yeah. it has to be at least this fun and this long so people are gonna do them they're gonna do the minimum at that point yeah before was you wanted your 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 game about some anapomorphic whatever to yeah. stand out against everybody else's so you either have to you know let's really focus on the music let's really mm-hmm. focus on the gameplay let's make the control really tight and then it really showed which, you know, you have a Sonic compared to a Bubsy. Yeah. You have well, the well, back then, the point is, you got to make a game really good because it's a niche market, video games. So, you yeah. know, you got to really appeal to these guys and make something they're really going to like for it to sell. Yeah. And now, it's basically like, you just make, you got formulas down. You're like, oh, you get your guns, you get your, uh, throw some titties in there, you got your, uh, throw your a first-person shooter, you got to uh, throw in multiplayer online, you got a fucking gold title there, sir. And uh, fucking raking in the dosh, yeah. <laughs> fucking the dosh point oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's that's kind of where we're at right now. We're spinning in place. You have the only person that's moving anything forward. Yeah. are the people who are thinking outside the box. The next uh, the next milestone I look forward to in, in video gaming is when the people who are new to it, who are very easily swayed by this, this is this formula and the basic stuff, your cods and your, your other shit, your maddens. Yeah. When they start to get really into video games if they ever do, and start to branch out, and they start to get more refined tastes in video games. And uh, if if that ever happens, I think it very well could go back to the developer focus that things used to have, like, back in the 90s and stuff. Like, trying to get people... Like, trying to make games based on quality to get the sales, as mm. opposed to, uh, you know, like, uh, making things appeal to your lowest common denominator. Mm. Well... I mean, sports stuff is, is has always kind of been the same. Yeah. And there are people who don't look at video games as as more than look, look at comic books, for example. There's people. Everybody mm. loves comic book, comic book movies. Are some of the most popular and S- highest grossing yeah. movies. Yet you you know you see someone reading a comic book that still has a weird social stigma to it. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. And, yeah, like someone who reads comic books. Like, oh, that's not everybody reads comic books. Comic books is huh. a very, it's low on the totem pole for, hey, you want to make money in like pop, in pop culture? Yeah. Comic books is make, way low. Make man. comic books. Yeah, no. unless you're Walking Dead or you're, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and that's graphic novels. Yeah, graphic yeah. novels are well, no, very it's, socially it's acceptable. It's a comic book, but like when it's when it's a graphic novel. When you call it a graphic cool. novel, yeah. suddenly, oh, suddenly, yeah. Oh, I, I don't read comics. I read yeah. graphic novels. I read graphic novels, actually. Them every couple months when they're compiled. Straightens tie pushes up glasses. Tighten scarf. Yeah. Sucks a dick. <laughs> um, Hikes up girl pants. <laughs> Hikes them up. Yeah. <laughs> fucking balls. Uh, what balls? <laughs> fucking what balls. What balls? So you have the you have the people who you know like like the Avengers. People mm-hmm. love the Avengers. Yeah. But their love for yeah. the Avengers never goes past the movie. Yeah, and they're like, uh, well, like, where? Oh, do you play video games? Oh, I love video games, man. Yeah. COD. 
Like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's also on the flip side of it, right? Oh my god! Um, Ask someone what's the name of Thor's hammer. They could even that's even open to like basic Norse mythology, and they'll yeah. be like, I don't know, fucking Thor hammer. I fucking fucking Steven. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, it has a name. It's a hammer. Hammers don't have names. <laughs> what are you stupid? Yeah, nerd, nerd, <laughs> nerd, nerd. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, to that end, I I I don't know where. I don't know where video games go from here, really, because mm. there are still the people, who, the people who are still into yeah. the COD and are into the Madden are still the people who are about the basics, about the graphics, mm. about the. I think as long as there's people who, uh, people who are really into video games, people who were into them from an early time, as long as those people are still around and still have a you know input in, into the video game development process, we're still going to be seeing some good stuff. Yep, and we're going to be seeing better stuff as time goes on, as we have been. It's just you have to look for it now. Yeah, it's like exactly. anything. It's uh, like like any you know music, for example. Now, I mean, fucking in the every every era, yeah. every decade has had its own terrible top forties yeah. shit. It seems more apparent now, for whatever reason, that if you want, if you turn on a radio to a top forty station, you're gonna find nothing worth listening to. Mm. Uh, but I'm sure people felt the same way, you know, in the sixties. Oh the yeah, 70s. yeah, there's a what is it? It's a I think Leonardo da Vinci himself was like. Oh, you know, when when we were kids, things were fucking good and stuff like that. Yeah. And now these kids, they're, they're fucking retarded and, and shit's bad. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's basically the exact Nothing same shit people awesome always been saying. When you were 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scientists prove that the best year was when you were 12. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that's very apparent now. But, I mean, video games is a weird thing because there is a whole nostalgia thing to it. There is people, there's definitely, like, hmm. kids now that, unlike movies and stuff like that, where you have, like, sure yeah. sound and color... This this has happened in, in the last thirty years. Like people, oh yeah, it's a very a kid, short timeline. Ten years old, and he's into video games. And he's into Mario. Hmm. His his dad very well could have been there at the beginning of Mario. And exactly, he's like, oh yeah. yeah, we still have all these old games. Check this out. Yeah. Unlike movies, where it's just like, oh, you liked fucking Hangover? Check yeah. out this Charlie Chaplin movie, which was like one of the first <laughs> movies I laughed at. Is that's there's too much of an age gap there. Yeah, it's been yeah. around. This is a, a fucking medium that's evolved so rapidly. Comics yeah. as well. Comics were around. Since like cowboy times, oh, yeah, and they're yeah. around now, and uh, well, it's, it's basically the uh, video games are a big sign of uh, just modern technology. Technology, uh, it, as we all know, it ex- advances exponentially. Yeah, and how a video game looks is very indicative. Oh, of yeah. when it was made. Yeah. And like, if you look at a fucking Crisis versus Pong, that's like yeah. what thirty, forty years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like it's not long. It's man. insanity. That's yeah. that's that's not even half of one man's life. Like both of our dads. Used to play yeah. old school pinball machines in arcades, yeah. and we're probably probably born before those even plugged into a wall. Like we're talking oh, yeah. like shit that was like <laughs> cranked or whatever. You got your gravity based pinball machine yeah, where it's yeah, all yeah. like it falls springs down and, and you stuff. Bring it back up, yeah. like a plinko machine, basically. Yeah. Um, and that, like, to think that my dad talks about like his his cousin bought Pong when it first came out and brought it over, and it was yeah. like, oh man, look at this shit. And there was... Uh, my thing with video games is... <laughs> Tennis for two fuck, running on a computer no the size of your games, living room? like Atari and like all this kind of stuff. There's certain ones that I, I like. I, I'm more like old, or like 70s arcade games and 80s arcade games. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Atari and television, those games fucking suck. Yeah. Terrible. Because <laughs> the thing is, their goal at that point was to match the arcades. And they were so short of that, they couldn't. You could take it home, right? Yeah, yeah. The quarters in. Uh, and you know what? I think drugs... Definitely help. I, I guarantee yeah. drugs help. Um, 
Because, like, <laughs> if, if, if without the drugs, you might as well just go out and play sports or something. Read a, read a fucking Stare book, at the anything. Sky. Yeah. I fucking just dots to draw a picture. But, <laughs> but when 8-bit came around, that was, like, the magic number. Oh, that was, yeah. Because now there are 8-bit games that you could put up against current. Oh, yeah. Like, Gears I, I of War versus Batman for the NES. Batman for the NES wins. Something that blew my mind was the uh, the Atari Jaguar fucking 7800 or whatever it was. <laughs> it cost, like, as much as a brand new PS3 when it first came out. And it was fucking 3D polygon graphics. Before yeah. your PlayStations, Vectrex. before your N64s, before your Super Nintendos. Yeah. That's insanity when you well, think about that. Because there was the Atari... Are you talking about the Atari Jaguar or the Atari 7800? Well, no, the, uh, it was one of the versions of the Jaguar, and they could display full polygon the 3D graphics. The, the Jaguar is, it's, it's, we never figured this out, they claim to be 64-bit graphics. Now, the yeah. PS1 wasn't 64-bit No, that was 32 graphics. bits. It was 32. Yeah, it, like it a 32X. It what it could by being able to pre-render stuff on a disc. Mm. So they didn't have to render backgrounds, they could do, uh, like, JPEG, not even yeah. JPEGs at that point, bitmap backgrounds... Yeah. And then do polygons and, for the characters. And you could get your full uh, CD sound quality. Yes. And you could have full motion video on there yep. in, in actual full motion. Resident Evil 1. the fucking, C- <laughs> fucking Sega CD. We're yeah. all compressed. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil 1, Final Fantasies, obviously, had those, those fully rendered cuts. Yeah. And then the 64 came along, and its only its only problem was they didn't want to move away from cartridges. Yeah. The, the big claim to fame with the N64, though, is the no loading screens. We, we never really had a true 64-bit console. No. Because the Atari Jaguar, while it claimed to be 64 bits, and it came out before Sega or, mm. or Nintendo or anybody did anything, was, it, it was, it's rumored that it was it was 32, but they were fucking, like, giving her. Yeah. Uh, like, pushing those, the limits. Because those polygons and stuff, like, the Super Nintendo with the Super FX chip could do that. Oh, yeah, but that yeah. was, like, that was like basic shit. shit. That was, yeah. like, a, that was like Virtua Fighter it's, polygon like, stuff. Like, if you play those Atari games, you're like, you could cheat. You can cheat graphics on this shit. Like, if you look yeah, at yeah. them, you're like, this is pretty neat that they were able to do this, but I don't know, man. Like, there's lots of... Uh, Siren for the PS2. Siren for the PS2 had this cool idea where it was just like, we want to make a really creepy, atmospheric game. How about instead of... Because we can do that whole that whole rend- pre-rendered backgrounds, like yeah. Onimusha. Look at Onimusha. That's an early yeah. PS2 game. The characters all look like garbage, oh, but yeah. the backgrounds look super cool and Or creepy. it's like the uh, the first Devil May Cry. Yeah, you're yeah. like moving around a... a picture yeah. basically like you can't you can't move the camera around yeah, because it's a, a it's a 2d background <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it, there's it's no a picture <laughs> yeah it's like a sitcom yeah uh but you had stuff like what was, what was my example or siren yeah they took instead of rendering a face in the, their shitty polygon polygonal graphics they took a picture of a face and matted it on to the the player model yeah and we some video like this is a really neat Thing and now nowadays like we have stuff like Ellie Noir where it's just like you don't have to do that. Yeah, you can actually render human faces <laughs> and it's almost like to the point where it's creepy. Like yeah. it's it's uncanny valley yeah, shit. Yeah. So what's like you look at Beyond Two, two, two Souls or even Heavy Rain, which ended up not looking gr- as great as uh, uh, like what is the next step? Like do we go back to full motion video that yeah, you can exactly. control or uh, the way I see it is that it's uh, but is that video games at that point? If we have actual humans responding to your movements, we can do that. Like, uh, it, it, it can happen. It's I'm not. I'm still waiting for the VR thing, the VR explosion. We're just for, see. I don't. Eh, video games are. I mean, it'd be cool. I don't as see an it. Repl- I, I don't see it replacing video games yeah. at all. I see it like as something alongside them. Because much like the Wii, which offers you 
the the like not even a drop of a taste of interacting with video games. Yeah, swing your arm to make your character swing your arm. People yeah. were just like, I'd rather just push a button. And not even make your character swing the arm the way yeah. you're swinging your arm. It's like if you move your arm downwards, the character will move his arm roughly down. Like when it comes downwards. to VR, and it's just like you can fuck a woman in VR. Yeah. Well, can I instead of having to put my arms up to grab the boobs, can't I just feel boobs in my hands? See, that's the thing. That's yeah. what I see the advancements being with that VR technology and stuff. With the electrode caps that basically affect your uh, your senses and things like that, they pick up instead of getting up and walking around the room like we used to imagine VR. It would be like you'd think about getting up and walking around the room, and in the and VR world, yeah, much like a dream, yeah. yeah. And the way what I'm uh, sort of awaiting is for them to. A lot of people see this as creepy, but I see it as very controllable and not fucking weird, a non-invasive way to affect your uh, your fucking uh, motor senses. Okay. So that you'd be able to be like in the video game world, you uh, what I'm thinking of is force feedback, basically. Yeah. In the in the VR world, you know your digital arm reaches out and grabs a ball, but the goal is that you eventually actually feel your hand touching a ball, despite not even moving or having a ball in your hand. Well, again, like a dream, you usually yeah. have sensations in a dream that might not be attributed to things in the real world. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're feeling pain, you might be sleeping funny, or if you fucking cum your pants, you might uh, yeah. be rubbing up against something a little... And it's all what your brain's doing up yeah. there on its own. And I'm like, uh, I can see there's easy ways to do that by, like, you know, shooting little wires and cords into your fucking brain, but the goal is not to do that because that's that's some fucked up shit and that's gonna fuck people up. And that's where shit can go wrong. The goal is, yeah, to use, like, electrode caps the way we have those caps you just throw on the top of your head that can, like, detect what number you're thinking of. But, but, but like, is that something you, you'd prefer that than to just, like, Crashing on a couch and picking up a controller? I wouldn't prefer that. I see that as a different experience. Like, you know, reading a book and playing a video game. It'd be a new medium of its own, basically. Yeah. It'd be similar to video games, but yeah, yeah. What if you played video games in the virtual reality world? That's some meta shit right there. And I think that's actually a possibility, too. A very real possibility. why would you ever have a reason to live your real life? You have to eat? But the thing is, that's where, you know, human fucking common sense comes into play. It's yeah, the same thing with video games. Why there's just... people now that die because they played Call of Duty for 48 hours straight. See, that's where I guess, you know, society's really big on being politically correct, as I'm not so much. <laughs> if you're too dumb to get off your couch once a week just to move around and feed your own dumb ass, then you deserve to die. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, but it, it... That's your own fault. You said yourself, I could get up and get a sandwich... But I won't. <laughs> and you're sitting can, there starving to death. I go to the toilet to poop. Yeah. I have this perfectly fine pair of socks. But I'm in the middle of a game that has no implications on my real life, so I'm just going to poop my pants instead. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's... And you know, if you're if you fully accepted the responsibilities of pooping your pants, and you're cool with pooping if your you, pants... If you pa- pass that... Because it's a... It's a, it's a un, your, your muscles automatically stop yourself from pooping your pants. That's to be a conscious decision. Oh yeah, they decision. tried to. You so, have to really just let it go, or yeah. let it build up so much that your body can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that choice of words myself. so much. Your body is not going to stop this. Essentially, like, filling up a water balloon <laughs> yeah. to the point where it pops we off got, the sink. We got, no, we got no room in here, but you got plenty of room in those trousers, buddy. Yeah. So this is happening. We got we got to yeah, yeah, share yeah. this space. Well, so. I mean, hopefully the thing is you're not eating, so you don't yeah. have to poop. And something that gets me really... That's one of the things that get me really fucking excited about video game technology. When I see things like those... Like the VR goggles that track your head movements at one-to-one ratio. And the, uh, 
the force feedback gloves that have like sensors on the fingers and stuff like that that like uh, shoot a little piston out onto your fingers when you touch something in the reality in the video game world in the VR world mm-hmm. or those uh something that didn't really take off though that like a uh, little gun peripheral for PC games that like oh, uh, the fal- the shoots the gun back when you pull it oh, yeah yeah dumb. <laughs> it's dumb I but there's a uh, E3 this last year and they've been trying to sell it forever and the whole thing is is just it works, but the thing is, it's, it's, it's so it's so stationary. It doesn't have the. No, uh, you still move around with your uh, your, your yeah, keys, yeah. but then to aim your camera, you're pointing, you're physically pointing a gun. Yeah, I think, it, I think that's cool. It fucking yeah. It I don't see it replacing video games, but like uh, it looks cool. Anyhow, yeah, it's like a laser. Gun, it looks like a future gun. And I mean, you could also easily just have like very common those uh those Famicom not Famicom those fucking uh, light gun con games those uh. Yeah. Guns with like that shoot the little slide back or whatever. Yeah. That's a similar kind of uh, thing. Or they have a little piston in there that shoots back and distributes the weight backwards. So. There's a there's a pretty cool arcade game where you pilot a mech, uh, and to pilot it, I may have your, heard of this. You put your hands inside the, yes. the controls, and then you it goes down. And it has face. one of those big like a uh, 180 degree kind screens, of. but it's it's not. It's inside of a visor, so it looks like it's oh cool that's something you, else. But it's then. actually yeah. just like like a, like those TV glasses. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, it simulates a 50-inch television looked at from this many m- meters away. Yeah, yeah, And you put it on, it's not like it's just, like, a screen in your face. It looks like the screen's over there, and it looks like it's this big. Mm-hmm. Which is super neat. It's kind of like that idea. Okay. And then you actually physically move your body to move your mech, and then to fire, it's all in your hands. That's some cool shit. And, and it, it, it's neat. Like, see, that's what... Those are the reasons I I go to the arcade. I but could... it's, it's the it's again like there's the, the, the Terminator Salvation, where you have the super huge gun that's super awkward to hold. Like, <laughs> stuff like that is neat, but... I don't know, man. Like again, as in, a, in addition to video games, sure. Yeah, I don't see a yeah. place because, like, how would you do a fighting game? I, well, they have this, the Sega Activator. <laughs> stand inside, <laughs> fucking stand inside that ring and you punch. Did that even work slightly I don't think at all? Has ever gotten that to work? I don't think anyone's been man. able to afford it. <laughs> it was like eight million dollars. <laughs> you can actually punch. Yeah, your friend's using a controller and just whipping your ass so <laughs> yeah. bad. Um... <laughs> No, but that's uh, we'll see. I guess February twentieth. I thought Sony Sony made it pretty clear that they were going to wait for Microsoft to make their their move, mm-hmm. but then they were just kind of like maybe Sony. I mean, look, they they did that whole move thing, and people have been speculating that they're doing something like Nintendo with a tablet in the middle of the controller. Um, and listen, Nintendo utilizes it in some ways very very neat. And I know Sony would make a better controller if that was the case. Yeah. Because hey, they dropped the analog sticks. But I don't see the concept as being like really. Something that's worth it. Well, because at the end of the day, like, I can't for see... all of its gimmicks and peripherals, pe- I still prefer to play yeah, just with a regular controller. I haven't seen any reason for me to want to use that thing. Yeah. Like, no one's really done anything really <laughs> decent with Listen, it. Listen, I played Lethal Enforcers with the big pink gun. Yeah. And that was as close as I ever needed to get to aiming an actual gun in a video game. The yeah. rest of it, I can just do with a stick. It's fine. It works. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking play Half-Life 2. Feel how responsive those controls are when you fire a gun. That's That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The next the next step is is you know paintball or laser tag, I guess. Yeah. Or uh, well, one of the things that I was interested in is tracking eye movements. Yeah. If the gun just points in the direction you look, but then again, I guess that would be like well, because they've eye. they've they've done shit on a really big scale. Like when I was at E3 the one year, they had the big orb, and you stand in it. And oh, that big that big like that big uh, what is it? That fucking yeah, ske- that orb you, skeleton you with like the walk in it. It rolls, you and don't, it, uh, you don't feel that you're not on flat ground. I remember seeing a bunch of videos about that and getting psyched for it too. They and, had uh, a, and you can actually we can see you put on glasses, and then you have a like a gun peripheral. Yeah. And as you look around, you're looking around a 3D environment, and as you move, you're moving, and as you fire the gun, you fire yeah. the gun. 
and they had the, a... the, the game world is obviously very rudimentary. Mm. Uh, but, but it all it all it's all one to one. It all interacts it's, perfectly. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I didn't do it myself. I but. remember they threw a, they threw a marine in there. Uh, fucking and he's like doing action rolls and shit and like it's all just seamless yeah and it's the, the problem with that though is that it works on that big scale on that fully mechanical and physical kind of version like that but you, you can't commercialize yeah. that you How can't you bring yeah. It back. yeah that's like richie rich would have that shit exactly like, mcdonald's in his basement. like if you want to shell out like a billion dollars for that thing you can have it but for the for the everyman you can't it's Why don't unreasonable we just find a way for your body or your brain to release Whatever it is, it is when you're a kid that gives you that overactive imagination, where huh. like you can take a plastic gun and your backyard and make it into anything. Why don't we find a way as adults to uh, to do that? Well, the reason that mostly stops is because of um, <laughs> the crushing facts of reality. And <laughs> once you realize, <laughs> once you realize how real the world is, like those those things kind of lose a lot of their entertainment value. Well, why can't we find a way? To forget all that. <laughs> because we haven't found a way to make ourselves forget all that and then remember it back when we need it. <laughs> is well, the problem. Well, time to work. Inject yourself with reality serum. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we can't... Uh, war and, and abortions. We, we don't really have a shit. way back once we go down that the road. way back machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have one of those for our brain. Where's Trevor? Oh, he's playing in the yard. Oh, yeah. he's, it's time for his needle. He's <laughs> 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 immediately bring you down. It's super sad. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough for this week. Uh, thanks right. for listening. That's for myself, yeah. Trevin Arley, who was here earlier. Yeah, thanks. Arlier. Thank, thank you, Arley, in, as I speak into the past. Yes. Uh, that was 7771. 171. One. Oh, that was 171? That was 171. Oh, I, I missed the palindrome! You technically didn't. You're here. Oh, that's right. I'm here for the palindrome. <laughs> yeah! Fuck you and all. that's just the palindrome. Of the palindrome. <laughs> Oh.